Her Words, a podcast about grief and loss. My name is Aspen Drake, and I am super excited to be here because it has been a while. You could say that I'm dying to start podcasting again. (laughs) That was a good one I just thought of while getting ready to record. Thought you would enjoy it or not enjoy it. Probably the latter, but that's okay because I am back. It's been probably more than a month. We don't need to keep track. What we need to think about is just that, you know, life happens. I don't want that to, like, take too much of a toll on this podcast, but I can't promise anything. You know, it's not like this podcast is like an art piece where it's like, if I haven't updated in a while, it's symbolic for, like, my suffering or my moving on or something. Like, life isn't that deep, y'all. Just sometimes I get busy. But you know what? I am here today to tell you all that life is good, but also life can throw you some curveballs sometimes. Uh, I just found out this week that a uh, close family friend has been diagnosed with cancer, um, and it's in the pretty late stages, and she is opting not to get treatment because the treatment is just going to be too harsh and too intense for the actual benefits that it would bring. And uh, having been through this, watching someone go through this suffering, I support this decision. Um, But it's it's rough. It comes at, life comes at you fast. That's from some commercial. But anyways, I visited this family friend and... First of all, there's always this like initial anxiety when you go to visit someone who is sick or who is dying or is in pain because you're like, oh no, what do I do? What do I say? Is it going to be awkward? Is it going to make me uncomfortable? Etc. Etc. And obviously those thoughts naturally arose and then I went and I was like, oh, this is the same old person that I know and love. And I had a lot of impressions while I was there. And one of them was the scenario was strangely familiar. I was oddly comfortable sitting in a room with a person sick with cancer who is not going to make it and has just come to terms with their reality. And I was just like, this is normal. This is fine. I've done this before. Um, But I think it helped that she has such good spirits. Um, She's always been so strong-willed, so confident. And if you knew her, she's... Nothing's changed. Nothing about this sickness has changed that. In fact, it's probably made it even more stronger just through this scenario. Um, But something I was thinking about when we were hanging out and talking was, one... Life is not about avoiding dying because everyone's going to die eventually where you can't hide from it or outrun it. Um, But life is about living your life so that when you get to the point where you are sick, you are dying, you are slowing down, there are other people there to help you make that transition and to bring you peace and comfort and company at that time. Um, And I was just thinking of that because try as she might to be fiercely independent and strong, much like my mom did, um, 
my friend has a lot of people checking on her, calling her, flying in from other states, um, trying to take care of her in any way they can. And that was a lot like my mom's situation as well. A community kind of gathered around in her time of need, despite her trying to play it off like it's no big deal and everything's fine. Um, So, yeah, there's just... A great amount of comfort that comes at that time when people can take care of you after you've been taking care of them and looking out for them when they needed it. Another thing that I was thinking about is just the incredibly liberating act of actually being able to confront the fact that you're dying. Um, My mom had to fight. She had three children who were... Uh, under the age of 18 and she just felt compelled to not show any sign of weakness or uh, any signs of doubt that she would get better. She just kept going to treatments, kept taking her medicine Um, and even when she came home on hospice she never verbally admitted or confronted the fact that she was dying or that she was going to die. And for me, looking back on that is very suffocating. It's very hard for me to never have discussed that with my mom or never have breached that topic. Uh, It feels very, uh, not, it's not fake. It's frustrating in a way, but I understand why she did it because she wanted to be strong for us and it's not really in her nature to break down and it never was and I get that. But it's also hard for me to not have been able to have that vulnerable and truthful time with my mom. So getting together with this friend and having her just be like, you know, it is what it is and cracking jokes and stuff like that. Like, that's not easy and it's definitely part of her personality, but it's also... um, probably a relief on her just to be able to confront it and not have any sort of denial or anything like that and she's just moving forward with as much grace as possible I'm sure some times are harder than others obviously and she's putting on a strong face but knowing her it's not much of an act one thing that I know that is giving her a lot of this confidence and that my mom and my grandma had a lot of confidence in as well when they were going through their treatments and facing end-of-life care um, was just uh, the faith that they had and the ideology within their faith and what that taught them about death and the afterlife, etc. So I was raised Mormon and all of these people who I'm talking about are also Mormon and in the Mormon faith you have this pretty much explanation of where you came from, why you're on earth, and where you're going to go afterwards. And I think having that knowledge brings a lot of peace because a lot of church members don't spend time worrying about, oh, what happens after I die? Where am I going? What am I doing? What's the point of life, etc. They can just kind of cut through all of that rhetoric and just feel that confidence that their faith has instilled in them. Mormons do believe that they can be with their families in the afterlife. So there's always kind of this subtle looking forward to being reunited with someone or, you know, certain family members when you pass on. 
And if you're looking for a uh, belief system to get into, Mormonism isn't half bad because they technically don't really have a hell. Mormonism kind of has like three tiers of heaven that you can make it into. And then there is a place where really bad people go. That's a technical hell. But like the average person, the average Joe isn't getting sent down there. So we're all good. I can't wait to chill out and see you all in one of the Mormon heavens. But yeah, last week, not last week, last time, whenever it was that I uploaded an episode, we talked about fear of death and why people, you know, maybe psychologically fear death. So I figured this week we could just chat a little bit about what makes people have that peace or that comfort when thinking about the death of themselves or a loved one. And I think faith is definitely a helpful way for people to find answers and to conceptualize the concept of death and dying in the afterlife. I know as a culture, Americans don't like to talk about death a lot because we don't really have a unified or like deeply ingrained culture that we fall back on when it comes to death. Um, because, you know, our country's fairly young, we're fairly diverse, we haven't established a lot in our short time as a nation, and some people refer to the fact that, you know, we've left our bones behind, we moved, lots of families have immigrated here, and so we've lost touch with our connection with our ancestors, we don't really have those rituals that a lot of cultures and places have that uh, really establish the relationship between the living and the dead. In a lot of these conversations about death that I've been having with people these past few weeks, the movie Coco has come up a lot. Um, it's the Disney Pixar movie about the little boy and his family celebrating Dia de los Muertos and him visiting his family on the other side. Um, and it's, first of all, it's very cute and it's very well done. But I think people liked it so much because it has such like a lighthearted take on death in that situation. And it was very happy and it was very family oriented. And it was all about death, but it wasn't scary and it wasn't daunting. I think a lot of our media that addresses death is very scary, murdery, sad, uh, hard to digest. Not really something that you want to go to when you're trying to, you know, just chill and watch a fun movie. But this was a cute one, especially because I think it helps give children um, some vocabulary and some context around death. I think as a little kid, you don't get addressed about these things as much. And that's kind of sad because you're not really naturally inclined to fear death. But the more people avoid the topic around you the more you kind of start to understand, oh, this is taboo, oh, this must be bad, this must be scary. And so you start kind of avoiding it naturally, and then it just becomes normal to not really address the topic altogether until, you know, a family member dies, and then you have to learn to deal with it. But I really enjoy how Coco, like I said, gives kids kind of a vocabulary to be like, oh, you know, this is what this is. This is passing on. This is where my family goes. Maybe I'll be able to see them again someday, etc. Even if, like, you know, that's not something you believe in as an ideology, it still gives, like, space for that conversation to happen. 
I really think that's what underpins like what is most important about being comfortable with the concept of death and coming to terms with that inevitability is just being able to have that conversation again and again in different forms with different people without being scared or making it this taboo. Regardless of what beliefs or religion or lack thereof that you have, regardless if you've experienced a death in your family or not yet, I feel like this is something that everyone should be talking about because everyone's going to go through it and face it someday. And the more we normalize it, the more we conversate about it, the more we share with others our fears and our wonders and our hopes and wishes for that time in our lives, the more, I don't know if we'll be prepared, but I guess we'll be more ready to accept what comes next. And I guess that's why I like doing this podcast, because it lets me kind of let out some of my thoughts that I've been experiencing recently, but also the thought that, you know, this could be jump-starting some thoughts or some conversations in some other people's minds is exciting, too, because there's not a lot of places to go where you can just sit and listen or talk about, oh, yeah, death, oh, yeah, dying, without it being some, like, sort of macabre, gathering of people wishing for death or like admiring it which is totally fine too I just think that's a stereotype like that you know we all wear black and go to death museums and be like yeah man can't wait I don't know if you were thinking that but that's definitely what my mind was drawn to And when I asked my sister to accompany me to the death cafe last month, she asked, do I dress up goth or what do I do? So there definitely is like a darker taboo around this conversation, but there's not a darker taboo around the conversation of birth. So come on, people, we all get born, we all die. Let's get these conversations flowing. So yeah, that's my super short episode for today. I've been gone a while. You can't expect too much from me. I thought I'd come out here, say a few things. It's been a while. Plus also my horoscope and the planets did say that today was a day of creativity. So I decided, you know, get off my butt, do some of my creative works. So this is one of them. Check that off the list, planets. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you have a belief system that you ascribe to or want to know more about, please feel free to reach out on our Lost for Words Facebook page or email me at lostpod at gmail.com and maybe it'll be a topic that ends up making it into our next episode whenever that episode happens, hopefully sooner than this one was. But hey, like I said... You never know. Life's just like that. So have a great day. Thank you again for listening. Be safe. Take care of each other. And find someone and talk about death with them and see how that goes. Actually, let me know how it goes. That sounds interesting. That's our fun challenge for this week. Talk to someone about death or dying. There's a lot to talk about. You'd be surprised. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Well